0: Hello and thank you for joining us. This is South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us this morning. We'd like to welcome our next guest today and they are from JDRF and we would like to welcome Heather Palmer and Sean Kelly. Uh, Welcome both of you to South Florida Sunday. Thank you. Thank you you very much, Ron. Well, it's great to have you both here and uh, tell us about what's going on at JDRF. I know you have a big event coming up, the uh, One Walk that's coming up. We want to talk about that. Uh, But before we get into the event. Uh, For folks who um, may be a little behind in their updates on JDRF, I know you and I were talking about that before the show. Uh, A lot has changed. And uh, get us up to date, if you would, just on what's going on over at JDRF these days.
1: Uh, Awesome, Ron. So JDRF is a national organization that kind of helps with research and represents the rights of people with type 1 diabetes, research in particular. We do a ton of research. We're a 50-year-old organization this year. We were founded in 1970. Um, and, and what is type 1? Well, type 1 is, a, is an autoimmune disease that strikes children and adults usually overnight. It's, it's a very sudden-onset disease uh, that autoimmune um, attack attacks the pancreas mm-hmm. and destroys the cells that produce insulin, uh, leaving people insulin-dependent for most of the rest of their life. Um, it, uh, it used to be associated only with juveniles or mostly with juveniles. That was the b- vast majority of, of people who were diagnosed. They were diagnosed as, a, as teenagers or, or young adolescents. Um, but it turns out the disease attacks lots of people. I, for example, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was 25. Um, so there are a lot of adults living with di- type 1 diabetes now, a lot of kids that get diagnosed with it. Um, and it's a difficult disease that costs a lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of frustration to manage.
0: I know that most people who uh, aren't uh, affected by diabetes or know someone or may have someone in the family, uh, the first thing they think of is insulin dependent. Is that um, and, and taking shots? Is that a juvenile? Is that a diabetes type one?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, and and uh, Heather can speak to this as well because she helps manage her son's diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So conventionally, we take insulin for uh, all you know uh, through um, a couple. Let me start over. With that. Sure. Can you know, yeah, yeah, see, exactly. <coughs> I just started stumbling.
0: That's just what I need you to do. Two twenty-six, and I don't. Have... Sorry about that. No,pe don't no worry. Your intro is great, so I can take, I can
1: pick it up from there if you want me to. Go ahead. Sure. So, uh, type one diabetes is managed, and it is insulin dependent. It is managed a couple different ways. Uh, traditionally, it was managed with um, insulin shots. These days, most uh, people managing type one diabetes wear a pump. So we don't do as much. Um, we don't shoot ourselves up with as much insulin as we used to, and the mm-hmm. pumps kind of take that for, uh, take mm-hmm. care of that for us. We still prick our fingers a lot. We still have to check our blood sugars regularly, um, and it's still a very difficult um, di- uh, disease to manage. But it is insulin-dependent. You can't lose weight and, and, and cure type 1 diabetes. You can't, um, you can't take a pill and cure one, type 1 diabetes. You can't exercise more and cure type 1 diabetes. You can't eat healthier and cure one type, uh, type 1 diabetes you live with it, and you manage it. We're all here hoping that one day we'll be able to cure it and that, that, that Heather's son won't have to go through all that he goes through trying to manage all the pain, all the lows and the highs, all mm-hmm. the the, the uh, risks associated with type 1 diabetes.
0: Yeah, Heather, you know, I was going to ask you, uh, as an adult uh, facing diabetes and, and managing, as you say, managing diabetes as an adult uh, creates its own challenges, but a youngster Uh, As you have in your family, that creates uh, an additional set of problems and issues as well, and challenges.
2: That's true. My son is um, currently 15, and he was diagnosed six years ago when he was nine. And um, he wears a lot of technology to um, help us try to manage his disease. He wears a insulin pump, and he wears a continuous glucose monitor. But um, unfortunately, everything has to be um, monitored in and of itself. The there's a lot of site changes, um, so there's a lot of invasive things that do happen with the disease, and um, unfortunately, uh, type 1 diabetes is an uncontrollable disease, so you could do your best to try to manage it, but um, you can eat the same things, do the same things for three days in a row and have different outcomes every single day, so it's a very, um, it's a 24-hour, day week disease. There's no breaks, there's, and there's no cure, so that's why we work... Uh, yeah. Very hard to try to raise the money needed to um, for the research so that we can get to uh, closer to a cure.
0: I was going to say that's where the JDRF comes in, and um, I'm sure you must pro- provide an amazing, enormous amount of, of services. To folks uh, to help them manage uh, diabetes, uh, and I, we could probably do a whole show just on the services you, uh, that you provide, but could you give our listeners an, an example or an idea of some of the things that you help and uh, provide to folks who are managing diabetes?
2: Well, sure. When um, when a family has a newly diagnosed um, member, mm-hmm. um, they receive, usually while they're in the hospital, a bag of hope, which gives them all kinds of resources and information. Um, immediately um, thereafter, they get discharged from the hospital, JDF. Ref- um Reaches out to those families, tries to put them in touch with a you know another peer, perhaps somebody who has a child close in age, or if, even if it's an adult close in you know mm-hmm. close in age, and really um, try to walk them through the resources that JDRF has. Um, uh, type one diabetes is a very isolating disease. Um, it also is referred to often as an invisible disease because if you look at somebody like if you look at Sean over mm-hmm. here, he looks great. He looks like every other person.
0: I noticed Um, noticed you didn't say normal.
2: (laughs) He looks like every fantastic guy (laughs) his age. But what you don't see is the devices that's hooked up under his clothing to Mm. help keep him um, healthy, as well as the battle that goes on behind the scenes to try to keep his blood sugar in a safe range. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll just give you an example. My son um, went out to eat yesterday. Um, It was a self-service fountain machine for the drinks, and the diet was not diet, unbeknownst to him. Hmm. Um, That spiraled his blood sugar to in the 500s, which is five times what his healthy range is. Um, Took us hours to get his blood sugar back into what's considered a good range for him, and then subsequently the roller coaster goes the other way, and he was battling very low, dangerously low blood sugars while he slept last night.
0: And it's also uh, to, to the to the person who's affected by a situation like that so confusing that a lot of times they don't realize that they're in danger. So it's important to have someone close by who knows the signs and knows what to look Absolutely. for and to to recognize that disorientation as as an issue.
2: Absolutely, and and JDRF is a is a great resource because not only do they help the newly diagnosed family, but they bring you into a community of of people who live what you live and and everybody gets it. And if you you need help with something, whether it's the middle of the night question, what do I do? There's somebody out there within JDRF that you can reach out to another family member and we're all there to support each other. And it really, it's um, important to feel part of a community.
0: Wow, and as you mentioned, all these great uh, services that you're providing, all this great help you're providing to the county, does take funding. I mean, there are there are, and th- there's expenses, and it sounds like you have a, a lot. And so that's where fundraising and events come in. And you've got a great event coming up that we want to talk about because we want to encourage our listeners to come and attend and support this event.
2: Absolutely. So JDRF One Walk is one of the biggest fundraisers that um, we have each year, and the next walk takes place on Saturday, March seventh along Flagler Drive in beautiful downtown West Palm Beach. When you participate in the JDRF One Walk, the money you raise supports life-changing breakthroughs that give hope to everyone impacted by the disease. Plus, it's a great time because it's a very family-friendly event. There's music and games and a lot more. And in addition, it brings the entire diabetes community together, um, as well as for those of us who come, our family and friends come, and you know they're all there to support the mission.
0: And if folks want to find out more about the event, uh, they can go to your website, I'm assuming, and yes. what would that be?
2: Okay, so the, um, the JDRF website mm-hmm. is jdrf.org backslash Southern Florida, or they can call our local market manager, Shane, and his number is 561-801-7271.
0: Now, the event is when and where?
2: It is March 7th at uh, Meyer Amphitheater in downtown West Palm Beach. And we usually try to get everybody there around 8.30, but the actual walk itself starts about 10, and it's great. There's a lot of food, a lot of fun, a lot of interactions, a lot of activities for kids. Um, We do the walk. It's a beautiful walk downtown Flagler Drive. so beautiful. Gorgeous down there. And then we come back and celebrate with our families and friends.
0: Excellent. And, again, uh, give out that uh, website information, if you would, please. Can't do that enough.
2: Sure. It's... um, JDRF.org org backslash southern Florida
0: and um I also want to ask you, because we talk a lot on South Florida Sunday about what what we call the donation of time, talent, and treasures, and we've kind of covered the treasures by your fundraising event that's coming up, and again, I want to urge folks to go out and support that. We have that beautiful downtown area there right on the the waterfront, and it's uh, early in the morning, so it's a a nice, pleasant uh, way for families to get together and uh, do some corporate team building also. Absolutely. Um, But uh, there's also uh, a need, usually, for volunteer help. Uh, are you constantly looking for volunteers?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. JDRF always welcomes um, volunteers. The more, to, the more the better. It's an enormous event, and it takes an army to put it together. Mm, yeah. So um, the more people that can sign up to help, the better it is. And obviously, the fundraising is also a, a pivotal part. So the bodies being there to help support are amazing, but the donations are what is going to get us closer to a cure.
0: And also sponsorships. Are, I know we're getting close to the event, but uh, yes. does folks still have time to reach out to you and, and maybe support the event by uh, setting up a booth? Absolutely. And having the same... Uh, give same that, yep, <laughs> they could
2: still do it through. Um, they can actually contact Shane. would probably be the quickest, easiest way since the, the walk is coming up um mm-hmm rather quickly, Mm -hmm. so they can reach Shane at 561-801-7271.
0: Perfect. Now, I I urge folks who are listening, if they have some time they'd like to uh, use to support a great event, this is the way to do it. And before we wrap up our conversation, I want to give each one of you an opportunity to share something with our listeners that I haven't asked you about, uh, because I can't possibly come up with all the questions, and I I know sometimes you come with a particular message that you want to share. So we'll start with Heather. Heather, is there anything in particular you'd like to share before we wrap up this morning?
2: Um, I just think that it's important that people realize um, how difficult the disease is. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, because they do look at somebody with type 1 diabetes, and on the exterior, they really look pretty much the same as everybody else. So you really don't know the private struggle that that person goes through as well as their families. So um, it really is a um, a very difficult disease and the fundraising and the community is what lets us feel like we're taking a little bit of control back from that and and for my family specifically mm-hmm. the fundraising really makes us feel like we're we're a part of working towards that cure so um, I mean we have a very large walk team for um, the upcoming walk we have a large walk team every year we raise thousands of dollars um, along with our teammates which is enormously helpful and then um the one thing that i'm excited to add also is that and we haven't talked about is that Mm -hmm. sean and i both participate in a jdrf ride to cure um which is a really exciting event that um i'm actually signed up to do my third ride sean how many rides is this for you well
1: this will be my third as well and it's funny melissa used to um i I did that again (laughs) let me start let me start from that that break um go ahead it's funny um Heather used to be our, our slow rider, um, but she's now gotten so fast that I can't keep up with her. Anymore. <laughs> so uh, we, no, no, but we have this great ride. Uh, now, what is, now,
0: what is the slow ride?
1: <clears throat> well, <laughs> it's just miles per hour. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, so I'm a 15-mile-per-hour I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. You get out on A1A with some of these cyclists out there, they're like 22, 24 miles per hour. I'm a, I'm a slow ride. I know (laughs) Sean. And uh, Anyway, but we do a 100-mile ride every year now. On a bicycle. On our our bicycles. Wow, that's cool. Um, And it's it's a pretty big deal. We have a lot of training and support for it. You don't have to do 100 miles. If you like riding your bicycle, you can come out, you can do 25, you can do 50, you can do 75, you can do 100. Um, But it's a huge event. Uh, It takes place in multiple locations. Our chapter, we really support the Amelia Island uh ride that happens uh in early october in southern south southwest southeastern georgia sorry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, on amelia island it's beautiful oh, it's yeah. a lot of fun um, it's you can sign up for it now just by going to uh, jdrf.org um and and you know if you're in south florida if you're in palm beaches come join our team we do a lot of training a lot of camaraderie together um and we'd really love to have you just come out and ride with us. We we get to do see a lot of a uh, lot of beautiful scenery, a lot of beautiful houses up and down A1A when we train, and um, it's it's a lot of fun. And when and where? Um, so you can sign up now. The uh, ride that that we target as our chapter is in Amelia Island. Mm-hmm. It's in early October. Um, I think it's October seventh. Close enough. Somewhere around that date. Yeah. It's good. Uh, so so it's in early October, um, and we start training and fundraising now. And the information is on the website. It is it
2: is. it is and it's really it's a it's a terrific event. and you you don't have to, I mean, you don't have to be somebody who is a a writer per se. I right. mean, and you also don't have to be somebody who necessarily has a direct connection to diabetes because there are people that come, first of all, the the ride is amazing. People come from all over the country to participate. Mm-hmm. Um when Sean and I okay. do the ride, it's we're, we're with almost five hundred riders from all over the United States some who have a direct connection to diabetes, some who, ha- like Sean, have diabetes, mm-hmm. some who have no connection at all who either like to ride or just want to be part of a really good cause. Um, it's a fantastic event. It's, it's really, I mean, once you ride once, <laughs> you're hooked, which is what I was told <laughs> before I ever did it.
1: Well, you know, it's well, such a beautiful mean, loca- location. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, One thing I was going to say is we focus these fundraising events, uh, the ride, the walk, around exercise because exercise is a big benefit for people with mm. with type 1 diabetes mm, yeah um, and you know I uh, a couple of years ago I had a massive heart attack and chose this ride uh, because it falls on the weekend of that anniversary every year oh, wow. one thing people don't realize is that uh, the, the the number one complication of diabetes type 1 and type 2 is heart disease. Mm. Uh, you're much more likely to die from a heart attack or have a heart attack and, and die. So for me, it's like I, I get to put a personal stake in the ground and say, I'm not going <laughs> to let this disease stop me. Right. I'm not going to let, let the complications of this disease stop me. I'm not even going to let the, the, the high wind in South Florida stop me. <laughs> I'm going to ride, and I'm going to have fun, and right. I'm going to get healthier and stay healthy, and I'm going to help um, manage my blood sugar with a little bit of this exercise that we're doing, um, and I'm going to help raise money so that maybe one day i don't have to worry about this disease.
0: Excellent. Well, I want to thank both of you for being on our show this morning, getting us up to date on what's happening at JDRF, getting us up to date on your events that you have coming up. Uh, We talked a lot about the JDRF One Walk, which is coming up, and we want to make sure that folks support that event, and you can get all the information on the website, which is?
2: (laughs) It is jdrf.org backslash Southern Florida. Excellent.
0: Thanks so much for being with us today.
2: Thank you for having us. Thanks,
0: Ron.